Soft start. That's what that's called. Testing. One, two. Who, who's got a big old voice? Who's a guy talking into a microphone? Three. Two. Hello and welcome to Teachin' River. Uh, River, you are five years old, four months, and ten days. Old. I said that twice. You uh, were born... Uh, Sunday. That was a Sunday? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and um, random facts. Uh, famous people born on January 17th. Skeppy. Some guy. <laughs> and Michelle Obama, apparently. I don't know if that's true or not. I need um, to know who Skeppy is right now. <laughs> we'll do that after. Right. Um, I'm not good at multitasking. But uh, so is a severely out of practice teaching river has been over a year i'm gonna bet um actually that's not true um it's been a year since i've released something but i've recorded i have a couple things in the can that i've uh, just not gotten around to yet so i don't know the uh order at which this will come out so i'm not going to address any other episodes or topics but um kelly and i were talking this morning oh say hi hey river <laughs> um one day you'll get it you're like Mike on your, well, your new opinion. He oh never God, got stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You didn't really give me a, a little opening there. Well, you. But you don't multitask, sure. so I get it. Um, but uh, Kelly and I were talking this morning. I forget the exact thing that sparked the discussion, but it was it, this has been an idea for a while of um, having a semi-regular forum to just talk, um, you know, and also that would sort of add to just the feed of Teaching River because it's uh, been difficult as life has been changing to really uh, get down and recording and releasing regularly. But I do know when I get on, when I get into this swing, um, I stay in the swing. Um, but so uh, Kelly and I were talking today and uh, basically, I don't know the name yet, um, maybe Teaching River, uh, Couples Therapy or shooting the shit i don't know i'm not gonna workshop that let's, on air you know what let's not put labels on it if yeah. it comes it comes but um this was a sort of just a freeform discussion no generalized topic unless kelly had something that she wanted to talk about uh to create space to talk not just about relationship stuff but life stuff um because i do know that just for myself uh, i get out of work i do a thousand things in the day, not only just work related, but the recovery fellowship and the uh, uh, new company that we started, um, which we've, is news to you now, River. <laughs> um, we're so out of date on on stuff. That's why I'm not going to address any other uh, pr prior topics. But um, yeah, it it's for me. Um, I get, I get out of work, I get home and I have a little bit of time to decompress. And then I just want to enjoy my time with my wife and these dogs. And sometimes I don't, there's things that I want to talk about, but I don't want to get into cause I'm tired and I got to get out of bed early. So this is hopefully a space for me to not do that. And also for Kelly to, uh, do the same. Where do we begin? Um, we'll make sure that you're talking. I'm with like a voice. I'm swallowing this mic right now. No, so. but you went. 
Where do we begin? I'm very soft-spoken. Yeah, well, you know, you got to just project a smitch. Okay. Um, but uh, where do we begin? I don't know. I guess the last time we did this, I believe, um, surprisingly, I don't really listen to my own podcast, um, I believe the last time we talked was after you got home, semi post or you know uh stabilized in the pandemic um uh, and actually uh, right after we got married we did one right yeah and we were stabilized in the pandemic sort of life was we were just catching up i guess we can start from um from henceforward uh not much has changed uh from then other than like life-wise other than you know works evolved for me and you um and we're now sort of in post pandemic yeah let's get to the juicy stuff where we just tell each other how much we hate each other (laughs) um okay go into it then you start. You no, said no, no. You, no, 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 no. I don't hate you. You dropped your topic. You dropped your <laughs> ideas. So then, I don't hate you. It's supposed to be a forum for us to be open and not, you know, to talk about things we don't normally say. Um, yeah, and I didn't think about any of that stuff because the coins distracted me. So, All right, let's what go do you want with, um, with what actually sparked this to happen today was respect. How do you respect a partner in your relationship and what that looks like to you? Okay. So then what's the question? What does respecting my partner mean to me? Yeah. Um, it's certainly a mixed bag of, uh, of what that looks like. Um, but like I should respect you as a as an individual and um you know not manipulate or i guess manipulate is probably the only accurate word for it because like influencing is what a partnership is and you know um that kind of stuff but um not harmfully manipulating um stuff that i want or you know, consistently taking. Um, I say that in reference to my fourth step of, I used to think that I didn't abuse women, but I thought that was a physical thing. I didn't, you know, realize until the steps and doing my step work that that's also like, I am classically good at taking, not just in a romantic relationship but in relationships uh, my friend and i were talking about this the other day of like um like something i'm working on recently is is somebody will say like hey how you doing and i go oh i'm good thanks and i'll keep going and then i'll be like oh wait i gotta go back and like you know go reciprocate and i, I and it's not girl. a not something that i do like some people i'm i do that purposely but like you know i i don't do that like burgers, a prime example is he'll be like, Hey, how are you doing today? And I'll just like spew out my thoughts and then something will happen at work. And then like two hours will go by and I'm like, Oh yeah, how are you doing? And like, I don't mean to, but like, that's something that I do. So like, you know, um, making sure cause Grant is real good at, 
you know, taking and consuming. And I got to make sure that I watch that and also reciprocate in a, in, especially in a romantic relationship, um, and working together towards a semi common goal. Um, I say that cause I'm sure we have different views and outlooks on where and how things should go, but we're working together towards, you know, a future, yeah. um, being honest and open, but not in a harmful way. Um, and I don't know, laying good pipe. <laughs> <laughs> That's always your default. What does that look like for you? It's also a mixed bag, it looks like for me. Oh, definitely. Oh, you hate the way I talk into this mic. No, because you, you just put your hands up and your arms went just away. Flailed. Just, you know, if you're well, going to back up from the mic, pull it closer. Judgy bitch, you. <laughs> well, if I showed you over here, they're like this big compared to like, you know, this big. So okay. you want to make that, sure that, that you're. Good? Yeah, yeah. Is that good for you, Jeebus? Yeah. All right. It's honesty. It's a morality towards the person within a relationship. Because in a relationship, you're basically, you're trusting somebody with the most precious thing that you own. You're basically your heart. And I know that sounds gay to you, but you're basically trusting someone with that. So you have to handle it with care. And sometimes that doesn't always happen. And sometimes it does. We're flawed as humans. Okay. Anything else? Yeah. There's many things. I think respect is also, yeah, this is what started the conversation. Respect is something that doesn't only happen in front of your partner. It happens when your partner is also not there. I know there are times that I'm angry at you or I'm upset. And I'll... um maybe confide in a friend and talk to them, but it's never in a negative way that would impugn you in any way. It's basically, it's kind of like the facts. I think it's just holding a standard for yourself within the relationship to always hold that person's heart with care, even when they're not there and they can't hear what you're saying. That's respect. And then how did I disrespect you? What was that? And go ahead and say how <laughs> you I You want to talk about the you. text this morning? N- no. What brought up the topic? How did I disrespect you? That made you say, feel the way to bring up this discussion. You, you've disrespected me in, in the sense where you've said things to be behind my back to other people that have gotten back to me that have hurt my feelings and it's just like it I do make excuses I'm like it is what it is you get angry people say stupid things when they get angry and I let it go but it definitely it was on my mind today yeah and what was that do I have to say exactly what it was if you want to talk about it you I have don't to... like being called a stupid bitch to a mutual friend when I respect that friend and I feel like when that's said, it shows a lack of respect towards me as the partner in your life that you would 
say such a thing to someone that I actually respect as a human that knows us both. Okay. Find it hurtful. Okay. That's all. Okay. And you had a second part of the question. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You you said, um, um, and sorry, River, we're both intensely out of practice. Of yeah, it's been this been format, a while. but um, just like that, I shouldn't have snorted in the microphone. But um, you said, uh, what does uh, mutual respect look like? And and there was a second part. Did you lose it too? I think I did. Okay, it's okay. It'll probably come back at some point. So then. The second part was you said, okay, what, 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 uh, you said, uh, do you want to talk about what happened today? What, what had happened today that was disrespectful to you? Oh, no, no. When I, when I said that, I was talking about the text that actually sparked this to happen. Because okay. yesterday I made that dig about, yeah, I'm just a dumbass, but it was a dig towards you because of something that I didn't, because I'm very good at, not bringing things up because I don't want to argue or fight, but then it kind of festers in me and I'm like, well, this was fucking bullshit. I don't feel like I should be treated like that. I think it's unwarranted. If you want to call me a stupid bitch, do it to my face. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, my recovery says to apologize, but also it, seems absurd to hold on to for so long that it would fester into comments over time when you know sure it, uh this wasn't something that looked to, let me preface it by saying this isn't something that i dwelled on over the course of time this came up in my group that i do early in the mornings before I go to work and I'll do it like maybe two to three times a week about mutual respect for partners. And I was like, Oh yeah, there was. And I shared about this incident and I'm like, Oh, and I never really mentioned it to my husband about that. And I edited myself yesterday because I sent you that, that text kind of like it, it was a passive aggressive, stupid fucking move. But then today I was like, okay, I'm not going to edit myself. I'm just going to say it. And the reason it came up was because I talked about it in group and I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Which agreed. Um, do we need to workshop and discuss that at length? No, you know, no, not at all. Cause to me, Sure, you're right, and I'm sorry, but also, it's not right, but can't you also see in the moment that happened that it's incredibly reasonable to have a negative, uh, you know, angry reaction? And then after calming down, you know, that you you tend to hold on to things and and I know you're going to be upset with that phrase but like you'll hold on to things and then they like bleed out of you over time and that's why we're wanting to do this top, this discussion but like you know like the situation my my answer to you would be yeah 
our lives were drastically changed in that moment. And I was like, oh, fuck this stupid bitch, you know? And that's not right. And maybe I shouldn't be saying about that about my wife, but I didn't then come home and treat you like shit, uh, take anger out on you. I was still supportive and loving. And, you know, I often feel like you will like, hold on to these moments not because they're right or wrong or anything but you'll hold on to them and let that inform your future actions rather than looking at the actions that happen and i'm not saying that to say dismissive against my act because yeah i shouldn't be calling my wife a stupid bitch but like also i don't come home and treat you like a stupid bitch i don't come home and disrespect you i support you i love you i've you know, a thousand times expressed my care, love, concern, um, respect to you. And, you know, again, I understand that I shouldn't, and just in general, not just with you, but in general, immediately react uh, with my first thought. I mean, that's sort of the entire point of recovery and why I'm a heroin addict because my first thought is always negative. Um, and this is a great thing to go, Oh, okay. I shouldn't do that. Um, you know, and maybe it'll help me remember next time, but like, I don't, by my standards, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't disrespect you on a daily basis. I don't, other than this instance, I can't think of another time that I would have talked bad about you behind your back at all. You know, like I, I do carry those. People have negative emotional reactions. And why I said maybe we should do this is because you don't let it out in and I do, there's times where, you know, uh, you know, we both could work on this, but like, I will tell you, I didn't like that. And that's a boundary that was crossed. Maybe not so healthily and <laughs> no, calmly. No, but not verbally. It's that's usually by text. And the text is a, a like boundary a that book. was crossed and I'm not okay with it. And, uh, you know, this is my feelings on it. And you tend to hold and fester and then passive aggressively uh, let, you know, out your anger like the other day i was talking to you about work in general and i know that upset you and i know you had thoughts and feelings and emotions around it and i can i know there's been like four instances where i was sitting there as so we've been sitting calmly and you've passive aggressively dug at me um because of what we talked about the other day did i Totally. Absolutely. After that talk, there was like three times where I was like, oh, that's most likely attached to that discussion because I told you my feelings and you heard them and I appreciate that. Um, but you didn't give me any of your side. And I think that that is attached to when we lived in Barnegat, we had like two major blowouts where I was like, you know, no, I'm not because I don't want to, you know, not just with you. I don't want to argue. I'm not going to do it. I don't like to argue as well. And I think we've it's, only had yeah. like one verbal, I, like, really I think bad you have argument. that ingrained in your mind so much because I got to the point where I was like, either this changes or I'm gone. It was early in our relationship. And I think you have that whoa, ingrained. Whoa whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up. Sure. Like, let's, let's, like, Let's get real here with this. 
you said, whoa, 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 stop what I'm gone. What, what was the subject? What- I don't remember the subject, but we had Christy and Dana over and we had a big talk around the table at that house about you were at the time getting, you know, to screaming levels. I don't remember about what, but like there was, it happened because the night before you were like screaming at me and I absolutely was not. I screamed one time at you. Okay. And I remember we were in front of the closet door. Okay. But because of that instance where I put the hard line that if, you know, I'm not doing screaming matches and if that continues, I'm not going to, you know, and we had a talk with, with Dana and Christy and talked it out and resolved it. And I think that because of that instance, you censor yourself now out of remembrance or fear that, um, it'll push me away. I censor myself sometimes because in the past when I was like fully honest in saying what was on my mind, I would then the next day get a text that was the size of a phone book of anger from you and nastiness so of course i'm gonna censor because and i mean i've I've made a conscious effort and not only working on myself but working with other people to not do that anymore because it's not me being my authentic self Mm -hmm. but i have a lot of the time censored how i felt not out of fear of you leaving but out of fear of having to have an argument and having things said because words are very powerful and sometimes you can't take them back Mm -hmm. and things have been said that have hurt me deeply and I'm sure I've said things that have hurt you deeply Mm. and I don't want to do that so I feel like in the past I have stuffed things down so that wouldn't happen but things are going to be said that hurt people in relationships yeah um and also like for me it's not about what you say it's what you do and you can call me a cunt rag all day but if you lay down and hug me at the end of the night and tell me you love me you know that weighs that gives me more weight than what's said because I'm the type of person who absolutely reacts out of emotion and and I, you know, get that. And I don't want to dredge up the past because we've been on a good run with this. But, like, I would react that way because I wasn't given the space and time to think. And I know you hate my texting, but that gives me the filter or it is almost always more because... Um, like I need that time and you've done great and I appreciate that of respecting the fact that like I do need you know I'm a zero to a hundred so if you want to have a healthy discussion it needs to be I need to be given space to calm down to think to to sort out my thoughts and then I'm ready to talk and then you're at work I'm at work and these my thoughts are now clearly uh laid out in my mind and there we go 
Agreed. And like to tell on myself a little bit, because I'm not Miss fucking perfect pants sitting over here. I sucked at that in the beginning, because I used to be like, okay, if we're going to have an argument, let's talk about it now. And I wouldn't give you that cooling off period that you needed. I would just, I would poke. You've absolutely overhauled that. And I appreciate that. Yeah, because it's shitty. Like I put myself in your shoes and I'm like, okay, if the shoe were on the other foot, because I like, I don't like to go to bed angry. I like to resolve an issue. But sometimes you can't. That person needs space. And I've actually found for myself sometimes that I need the space too. Like if I'm angry about something and I don't want to talk about it, it's good to take space. It's Mm -hmm. healthy to take space. There's never a time we're reacting. Unless somebody's life's in danger. It's never beneficial to have an argument out of emotion or anger. Ever. Ever. Which, uh you've been doing um for me um so then on that you i gave you my thoughts on work um and life recently and i know that fucking upset you and you absolutely did not respond in any way other than uh 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 basically and i know from at least two specific digs after that passive aggressively that you have thoughts and feelings that you didn't get out and i want to give you the space to let that out because it's obviously a sore topic between both of us i think i'm taking time on my response to be honest with you i know you had expressed that you're annoyed that you don't think that i follow through on on things like i said i was going to get my ged and i didn't It somehow was something that when I got back here from being out of the hospital, like very, very important to me. But as life progressed and went on and I'm like, other things took over the importance that that had. Because me thinking about that as a direct, like, I I just want to show the world that I can do it. Like, but do I really want to do it or do I want to impress the people around me? Mm -hmm. Which my stance hasn't changed, whatever, you know, like, you know, whatever makes you happy, I'm fine with. I I don't, you know, care. Um, But I do know that, and maybe we shouldn't get into it now because if you do need space and time to think about it more this um, is a, as good a the, place as any i've had a couple the of days overall since statement then. that i'm making is i know going back to the topic of respecting your partner it also comes into telling them the tough things and i know you're not happy with yourself and your situation when it comes to you know um work or uh the broad topic um And unfortunately, that's like, you know, the American way. And and I hope that, River, you don't fall into this, but you probably will, because that's how our society is formed, that our identity is tied to work. Um, I mean, the very thing that got me to this point was I was at the top of my career making or what would be from the outside, the top of my career and the best at what I did at the time. And I was completely miserable and I wasn't happy. And so then, you know, <laughs> my dumbass brain heroin, and, you know, fix that. But like, that is a folly of humanity. And I was talking to Berger about it where, you know, it just, 
in myself, although I'm proud of the accomplishments that I've had in the, you know, I mean, alone, just coming back from COVID, I've had, you know, two wonderful accomplishments in my career. Uh, that is also unhealthily tied to my pride. Um, I'm well aware of that. Um, and I'm talking to people about it, but like that is the American way is, uh, you know, what you do for a living, I, you know, like is intertwined with your identity, you know, I, I don't think so. I just, maybe not for you strongly disagree. Maybe not for you, but I, uh, you know, I'm talking about the general ethos of America. Like maybe you don't feel that way, but in America, when you go and you meet somebody, the first thing that that person will say is, what's your name? What do you do? And that's a, a subtle symptom of, and we talked about this yesterday, of the fact that like our health insurance is tied to work. Our literal well-being of health is tied to whether or not you're going to work. And, you know, um, so that's the intertwinedness of just how society is built. Now, you may not feel that way, and I wish it wasn't that way, but that is a general fact of, you know, and we're seeing it with the pandemic of people being run down, burnt out, uh, disregarded, thrown aside because they're not working and quote unquote contributing to society. Um, and whether you feel that you like, you can disagree, but as your partner, I know at minimum you're struggling with that identity because you're not happy with work. And I get that, you know, um, like I said, I'm unhealthily, it's not as unhealthy as it used to be, but it's still certainly unhealthy. My pride is attached to work and it bleeds into my life, um, for sure. Uh, just in recovery ways, my pride in, in work then, like if I have a killer day at work, I will then, um, carry the, traits that make me good at work into my life which are not good traits i to know have i've seen it for life you know so like it's a it's a struggle and you have that as well and i know you and you may be working through that and battling it and actively trying to change it but it is certainly a problem for you and me as your partner going hey like change something, you know, and I, I don't even know what that is, but like my suggestion to you was either harness a skill that you enjoy into monetary success in the workplace or remove that, you know, like uninstall that behavior and just go show up and then fulfill yourself in life was my, you know, long-winded, boiled-down point from a long-winded statement of, I know you're unhappy 
uh, directly tied to work and it's affecting you. And it bothers me to see that and I don't want you as my partner to be unhappy. And maybe I shouldn't try and fix it, but I also do feel within respecting you is to also push you and say, hey, hey, like the prime example of that was when I was having a disagreement with Danny and I was 100% right and he was 100% wrong and I felt real good about that and I was like, fuck yeah, you know, like I'm right in this situation and I was talking to Ben and he said, oh, hey, facts of the situation may be true, but that pride and how you're feeling right now, it ain't wrong, but you're using it wrong. And it's informing your decisions. And it's a real fucking thin line that you're walking. And and, and as a friend that I, you know, respect, it, it emotionally, I was, I was like, oh, fuck you. You know, like, I'm not wrong in this situation. And recovery-wise, it's all in point. Like, everything's right here. And then I went, I you know, I didn't answer. And I thought about it. I went, oh, fuck. Yeah, he's totally right. Like I'm taking a situation where I'm 100% right and I'm using it in a 100% wrong motivation, which could destroy me in my rightness in this particular situation. And I had to go, okay, yep, hands off, shut the fuck up, step the fuck back, let it play out. And I did that and it worked out, but it uh, that raised the point where I was like, I started thinking about that and that's where you know I have the daily monthly or daily weekly monthly goals and that's been something that's on the monthly side of uh, not letting that what makes me good in my job doesn't make me good in life and I'm trying to stay hyper aware of those and deprogram that as best I can Um, and that's you know, me saying that to you, I know you're unhappy. I think a lot of the unhappiness is sometimes tied to what I might assume your thought process is towards my my job. Because in my mind, I don't think, and I'm, I'm total, I could be totally projecting here. In my mind, I don't think you see my job as a job you just think it's like at some part-time thing that i go to and just check out i i do hard work there no it's not the case at all and i think that and i also i preface it by saying i might be projecting here so i'm not like saying this is what you think, I think this it, is like this is what i'm thinking you're thinking i i think that is the case because And maybe we're figuring this out live. So maybe, you know, this is my projection on the situation. But like when you what, you know, and it's well talked about on the prior episodes. But like what got us to this point was, hey, babe, like just get a low impact job and work on yourself. Make yourself, you know, um more level and work on your emotional state because that's the most important thing. And then, and I true, I truly understand your struggle to do that because I get that. I mean, the owner of the work at my work tells me stop caring so much and I can't, it's not in me. 
It's not. So I get that you struggle with that. And I know because of work with you, you're a stellar worker. You're a hard worker. I, I, I know your dedication is in there. But like the idea of this job was like part-time, not um, like we knew it wasn't going to be like a, a, a moving up thing. Like I doubt, I, I mean, we knew sort of from the jump that this woman wasn't going to like, you know, make you the manager and you'd be there, you know, and she would take off. Like, no, she, she's because it's not, and, it's not a, a chain or anything yeah. like that. It's a, and you know, the idea of the job was to just go to work, check out as best you can don't get emotionally involved come home and get emotionally involved in yourself because that's what i did and what the people who loved loved me before me and you met did for me uh you know said just get a fucking job just go to that fucking job and just do it and check out and get your ass on in line and then as i got my ass in line my life started changing in ways that i wasn't you know and my idea was to give you the space of that because I make enough money where it doesn't matter. Like as long as you're pulling in your side of the rent, excuse me, we don't need like, you don't need to work. So like just, yeah, but can you appreciate, like I can't go to a job and check out. No. And I, I just, and I just said, like, I understand that that's hard, you know? No, you really, you can't go to a job and check out. You have responsibilities that you have to do. Yes. But, and and bringing in like today about the whole mask thing of like we decide and i don't want this this, i have a feeling you might take this negatively in this statement but like we decide what affects us and doesn't and i i may have a better grasp on that because i've done you know specifically therapy and work around that um idea and i'm a little bit more aware of it and i've been practicing it for a while so i get that it might take you a little bit yeah i see you're on your eyes. i'm rolling my eyes because it's just that you're you're magnificently beautiful but like i know that you don't you know i know you you're on your journey and we're in different parts of that so i respect that but like I can, it, it's, it, go, it goes down to like today, this old fucking guy walks in, no mask. And like, we have a mask mandate at work until tomorrow for customers. Right. And the guy comes in, no mask, fucking red hot. I mean, you could just see it You're like, oh, this guy's going to be a problem. And I normally would be emotionally annoyed um, and not express it because obviously it's a customer and I would never do that, right, but you can. I would be emotionally annoyed and then maybe go and complain to somebody about it. Like this motherfucker, like he comes in and making demands and he's not even wearing a mask because I have, I mean, it's well established, my, uh, you know, both of our opinions on that. But like I decided in that moment, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yes that annoys me and yes that's arrogant and yes that's fucking all that stuff like it's it's not okay in my book but i don't give a fuck i'm not gonna give this space like and that's a lot of what and you've expressed in the past like and i've tried to do better on um and and i'll admit that that slipped out of my consciousness of 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 you know attentiveness um you know in the whack-a-mole of 
fucked up grant. Um, but like we can decide whether or not we want to engage in the bullshit of life. And, you know, and I get it, but like, you've, uh, you let me finish that statement. You express like, I don't come home and t- talk about work. And, and that has nothing to do with you. It's me going, I did that all day long. And during that, I'll, I'll talk to New Rock when I get upset. I'll talk to Burger when I get upset. If you're, uh, you know, a, uh, available on the phone, I'll talk to you about that. And when I'm out, I'm out. I don't give a fuck. I, the only things when I'm out of work that I think about work-related are the things that I care about that I decide. That's something that I care about and I want to do better at or I want to learn or I want to solve that problem. Um, and, like, the mass thing is I don't fucking give a shit anymore. I don't give a fuck. And there's, like, people at work that annoy me, like this one guy um he asked me to do something last week and fuck yeah i'm gonna do it but glenn was gone it was only danny when glenn's gone danny only leans on me um you know things came up in my job like i this is a prime example i was walking out of work i clock out and he comes up and this is like the fifth time he's done it he goes hey man how's that going and i was like you know haven't gotten any further but i haven't forgot about it and he like laughed uh you know derisively about it and i wanted to be like you know and and have in it and and i and i went you know okay i am i have not forgot i restated that fact i get in my car and i start driving and in my head i start you know replaying the situation and i'm starting to get emotionally and i get up to the light turning out of work and i went you know what I don't give a fuck what this guy thinks. I truly don't give a fuck at all. It doesn't matter. I am killing it. And I'm doing good at my job because I'm trying to do this. And the exercisement of Grant killing it and and doing his job right is prioritizing. Just as I have fucking three pages of shit that's been building up for a while now, but I have not forgotten a single one of them and I will get to them. And that's all that matters. And I went, it was hard. It took me a second, but I went, fuck it. And I threw it out because I genuinely don't give a fuck about that guy's opinion about me. I don't care if he goes and bad talks me to people or if he even says, you know, I asked Grant to do this thing and he hasn't done it in a week. I don't give a fuck at all. And I'm choosing not to engage in that same with the mass debate there's people in my life that like tonight with the fellowship we're having issues i gave my input and i said guys that's my thing whatever the vote is i'm not going to spend time on it you know i talked to you for a minute about it yeah i don't want to name names but i talked to you for a minute about it and that's it i'm not going to fucking dedicate any more time with that because that goes back to like the whole pandemic ripped away my hope for humanity for a while like truly ripped it away i thought river was fucked i thought we were all fucked and (laughs) i don't know if that's really changed or not but i learned the lesson of i'm not going to give things space that don't need it and like i know again like i said like i get i 100 percent understand that you deal like I had that one interaction with a customer, an ignorant fucking cunt that was wasn't wearing a mask and demanding things. You deal with that at a 
all day long. I deal with and that I, for eight hours, seven, I eight get hours that. a day. Like, fucking, you need to vet that out. And to me, in the equation, I'm like, why are you caring about this? But you could, you know, shoe on the other foot. You could also think, of, like, we need to, in a relationship, we vent those things off. And, but, like, I do feel that there are times where you get more more than needed emotionally evolved in a job that's supposed to be low impact. And my healthy reminder to you is, like, it's, like, you know, and, I'm, and in saying that, I'm not telling you not to talk to me about it, not to change. I'm not telling you to change anything other than to think about, like, should I be getting, like, I see you get so angry where it makes me uncomfortable there's been a couple times where uh, and you'll notice it now that i said it where i just shut off and i disconnect because you're so emotionally angry that if i feed it it could get worse in you not like you were not going to explode on me but it's going to feed that in you and i don't want you to you know like i want you to vent it off not you know, I don't want to stoke the flame, you know, let it burn out. That's sort of what I do. I'm like, okay, you know, and I just listen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, when just, does this happen? Because like, I don't the remember time you ever come home talking from work to you. And you're like, you're getting like, I could see it. Your, your neck starts getting to thick. And but you I don't start, talk to you about work. Oh, you do all the time. Like, what are you rarely. talking about? What are you talking about? Every day you come home and it's almost always something. And again, I'm not telling you to change like maybe one or two things what did i say about work today nothing i rarely complain i, I have a high threshold for, I think for things i rarely complain i think you're focusing on the wrong point here i'm i'm not saying that you're wrong in complaining i'm not saying that i want you to change i'm not saying that it happens all the time i'm not saying that it's incorrect i'm not saying it's right I'm just saying that I know there's been a couple instances where you get so emotionally upset that you're driving home with this, you're coming in here with this, the dogs are feeling it, I'm feeling it, and that's... So you're saying my energy is upset because I haven't, like, vocally been upset. You're saying my whole energy is upset. No, and you've also vocally said it. I'm not saying that it happens all the time. I'm not saying it happens every day, but... There's multiple times within a month span where you come, you're carrying that home, and I do it too. You know, there's there's times where where it's impossible for us not to do it. But my point to you the other day was like with a low impact job, in it's not low impact though, Grant. And again, prime example. Did I say in low impact that it doesn't have responsibilities, that it is, isn't hard, that it isn't stressful, that it isn't important? Because roll that back. When you started this job, the very phrase I said was get yourself a low impact job, something that you're working part time, that you don't have to inv invest a lot of energy or emotion so you can come home and work on you. That's what I mean very specifically about low impact of something because like on the flip side, the high impact, if I lost my job tomorrow, our entire lives would change completely flip the fuck upside down. We wouldn't be able to pay for any of it. We would lose health insurance like 
it would change. That's that's high impact because, the, and namely because our health insurance is tied to it, and and that's fucked up. Uh, uh, that that's how, but that's how it is. That's why I go, oh, that's high impact. That that's something that would drastically change our lives because then both of us, not only will we be worried about money, but then, well, if you hurt yourself, what the fuck happens? Then we could be in, you know, this is something where it doesn't have that effect on your life. And we talked about it at length beforehand, get a low impact job, just go like stepping stone was another phrase that I used was something that you could just, that gets you out, gets a little bit of money and gives you time to do your emotional recovery. And then when, and if you decide to change that, cool. If you want to lean in it, whatever, but like, it's not, it's, you know, there is, I'll use the health insurance thing that, you know, our, our very health, uh, stability isn't tied to that. So that is a low impact thing, but I'm not ever, nor have I ever. And I apologize if I've ever not, if I've, if I've insinuated differently that, that it's not hard because I'm well aware that it's hard and I know that you work hard and I know that if you were if all you were doing all day was folding envelopes and putting them in the thing you would do that hard I'm not ever judging any of that but again this is was supposed to be stepping stone of something just a little bit of money coming in so you could do you here and get yourself better And maybe low impact was the wrong phrase to use. And maybe that's why you feel this way. But I hope I've made it clear that meaning that it, it, it's not going to change. It's not going to disrupt your life if you went, fuck it, I quit and I'm getting another job. Uh, you know, okay, it, you're going to have to hustle a little bit, but it's, our, our health insurance isn't tied to it. You, you know, everything isn't tied to that. I'm very uncomfortable with the fact that my our entire stability is tied to one place. That makes me very uncomfortable, but unfortunately, that's like just fucking... So none of the stability is tied to my job at all, <laughs> is what... Like I'm asking, because I still pay half of the rent and pay half of the insurance. Okay, I'm not going to censor myself. No, uh, don't. No, you don't pay health insurance. That comes out of my pocket 100%. No, I'm talking about, no, I, and I never said I paid health insurance. I know that comes out of your paycheck. I'm talking about the car insurance. And I know I don't pay the health insurance, and you put me and on there. If you say, hypothetically, if you did lose your job tomorrow, no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't drastically flip our lives upside down. No, it wouldn't. Because, and thankfully, I now make enough money that if had to, we'd really have to ratchet down our lives uh, in general of, of doing stuff, you know, going out on the weekends and stuff like that. But no, my, my wages could cover it. And I, and I could feel you getting emotionally upset about that. But that's what I mean by low impact because say if I went into work tomorrow and I got fired, it would fucking destroy any plan that we have and, and our hopes for, for what we've been trying to build. 
Now, that doesn't make your contribution less than mine or more than mine, nor does mine make mine more than yours or not. It just means that the stability of the future where you've been talking about buying a house. The only reason, the only reason we can do that is because I have two years at this job because we couldn't do that when before because one of us has to have two years of employment to get that loan. And that's what I mean by the stability of like, I, you know, thankfully I've hit that mark where now the government goes, yeah, okay, we'll give that guy money. And, and that is the stability of our future. If we both lost our jobs tomorrow, we'd still make it and we'd still be a team and we'd still have goals, but those goals would drastically change. And if you lost your job tomorrow, it would delay the plans that we've laid out and the, the markers in our relationship and the future we plan to have, it would delay those. But it wouldn't completely destroy them as if losing health insurance and my job tomorrow. And again, that does not diminish your contribution by any means. And I've never in my life, because I did that in my prior relationship with River's mom, where there was a point where she was making all the money and I was starting my career. And then when I hit, and then when my career hit, I was making all the money and she went to school. And then I used that as a power play because that was, and that was completely unhealthy of me and wrong. And that's something that I try and stay hyper vigilant of in our relationship because that was bad behavior. And I have never uh, diminished what you do for a living. And I've never talked bad about what you do and your contribution to this family. But again, these reactions that you just had and the tears that come up in your eyes tells me as your partner that you feel inadequate because I've never, unless you can tell me right now, the uh, uh, times that I've, I've insinuated, stated, or uh, you know, acted as if. I've never said that you are less than, that your contribution isn't equal. I've never said that. And I truly do not think that at all. Because as I've said, like, if you said to me right now, you know what, I'm not going in tomorrow and I want to fucking chase this dream that isn't going to bring in stable money for a while. Okay, go for it because I love you, I trust you, and I know your capabilities. And that's the reason I brought this up the other day because I know you feel inadequate because I know that feeling. I used to and sometimes still feel that way. Like I'm, I just now had another wonderful career marker um, and I feel incredibly pressured by myself that 
now the entire future that we've been talking about and planning towards and going towards only hinges on one place. And that terrifies me as a junkie, as a human being who loves to run, who loves to, when things get, you know, um, good, burn them down. And that scares me. So then that those reaction, I'm addressing them accordingly with my recovery and my support network and actively working on that. I did that a lot of that today with somebody while doing stuff. I talked to them on the phone about this stuff to try and heal around that because like you had mentioned the other day, well, what if I get a good job and then like, I'm not good enough. Like I uh, fucking understand that. And I feel that way. And I know that I go in there and I fucking kill it every day you know, nine times out of 10, I'm always on point, but it terrifies me that one day that I won't. But if I live in that and I hold on to that and I carry that, I'm going to fuck up. So that's why I got on the phone when I I had a little panic attack. I I sat down and I did my calculations of, of what I make now. And I was like, Oh my God, like our whole future lies on this. And that, terrifies me so then I talked to somebody about it and I'm carrying through that and it affected me in productivity at work not much but it did where my brain was thinking like oh my god what am I what am I not doing that could risk this you know like because there's nothing that I do there's literally nothing if somebody put a camera on me all day there's nothing that I'm doing that's wrong but other than that like I'm on point but what am I not thinking of what am I forgetting what thing on that fucking built-up list that's been happening since Vince Solution started um what, what like which one of those important ideas did I not get to that might risk this stability and you know, I'm working on that um, and I'm, I'm exercising the tools that I need to use around that so it doesn't affect me while I'm there at work. And I know that based off of the tears you just had, you feel inadequate. Yeah, and totally. Like on the other side of the coin, like I'm terrified because I don't offer that stability with health insurance. If you lose your job, I don't offer that. And yeah, that makes me feel incredibly inadequate. And I completely understand that. But I, that's not like, that's not your fault, but. But, but I get it. Um, the only thing that I can say is, you know, this and why I brought up work in general the other day was like, we had a plan. And if you've changed your goals since then or your plan since then for yourself in relation to work cool cool i don't i'm i'm fine with that i truly you know like uh, it, it it you know uh it, you know we we said at least i felt that we were on the same page that this was a stepping stone job to something else until you figured out, had more emotional uh, sobriety until you figured out what you wanted to do. And if you've decided that that's not the case, that's fine. But you feel inadequate and less than. And I 
don't know how else. And this is what almost got us into an argument the other day. And the reason I've been avoiding this is I am getting frustrated with there's no other way I can explain this that I truly don't care. I, but can you appreciate you're saying you don't care, but you're also sharing with me that everything hinges on your job and that puts an incredible, um, I know you're under pressure, but that puts an incredible amount of pressure on me. What pressure does that put on you? It puts on me that I have to have something at least equal or better in case something happens to your job. Like, because you're feeling this incredible amount of pressure for having that stability in one place. So inadvertently, that's putting pressure like and and you're not meaning to that's like that's my own psyche and my thought process. And I'm like, I need to find something where I also get offered health insurance. So just in the event that I am covered, you are covered. Well, sure, I I totally get and I'm actively trying to do that. And and I'm I know you are. Um, And I get that. I get it. You know, um, totally do. You know, I'm not comparing, but I went through that when I was starting a business and River's mom was the source of stability. So I could go and hopefully have a successful business. And I felt incredibly inadequate for a long time because it took so long to get the damn thing going. Um, so I get that. Like I totally, I've experienced it. Um, and you know, and it's a fair assessment of the situation is shoe on the other foot. I'm, my brain's going to work the same way. And that's why I brought it up of like, all of that is created from you and i've don't cut me off and Um, i've expressed actually just taking an intake of air i was not going to cut you off i was just breathing and i've expressed that yes that's a it it definitely you know and i'm working on it and 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 it's almost i'd say of the situation i'm like 70 percent through that stress that i had the other day when i was doing the math of stuff and like i'm almost all the way through it i'm fine with it now but like, I've, I don't want to say played the game because that puts in a recording that like, it sounds as if I'm, you know, manipulating or something, but like, I don't know how else to say, like, I've been on point. I've been doing the acts and stuff and becoming, uh, you know, who I am at my job uh specifically to win the likely favor and enough importance to remove that fear because like you know example of that like i learn i have vacation time and i'm gonna lose it if i don't use it and my immediate reaction is like well if i'm not here my job's not getting done and it's gonna fall behind it doesn't immediately have an effect, but it does have a ripple effect. And so then I can't take time off. And then it's like, well, you know, logic comes in of like, well, I just, you know, Vin Solutions, that change took a way more out of me than I thought it was going to. I, I, I grossly underestimated the impact of that. And I need some fucking time to myself to reset my brain and, and like step back. And then I went, 
well, I can't take a week, <laughs> you know? So, okay, I'll take, you know, I'll take, I'll come to work in the middle of the week and then I'll take the weekend because if I took a whole week, I'd be sitting here while you were at work doing my job on my computer. And that defeats the point of having paid vacation. So that's why I went, I got to the middle side of myself. And then after all that, I thought, you know, I was thinking about it and I was like, but you know, all of this is my own predisposition of the American way. And I talked, I had a great talk to Berger about it because with him having to now work, he goes, he, you know, he goes, my immediate thought is I'm not doing my job. I'm going to lose it and my entire life and my family will be fucked. And then we got into a great talk about that where it's like, yeah, isn't that fucked up, bro? Like, that's not okay. That's how, you know, that's how this system is sort of designed um, or at least how it's used um, and it's been widely accepted. But like, so I, I understand that of like if I'm not contributing I'm less than you know and in, in the in the monetary sense because th that's what work comes down to is you know you go to work you get paid for you get compensated for your time and if if the the work put in and the co equal compensation back isn't equal you know something's gonna give um, but like <clears throat> I've done a lot of work at my job, outside of my job, namely and specifically to ensure that I am a crucial lever in the machine. That was something that my mentor taught me a long time ago, was always be the solution so that way when you're not there, there's a problem. So you, you naturally you you need to be there and th that sort of perpetuates the problem of like not being able to like check out when i'm not there and like taking things with me that i shouldn't but like i am a crucial part of the machine um in ways that have nothing to do with my job you know because arguably still i still can't prove that what i do <laughs> you know brings money it's i can't um but the contribution that I give is important enough that I can now, I, I truly believe now that I'm in the position, as long as I don't fuck up, that I could, I could ride that. I could stay there forever. Just as Jesse had hoped was shut up, keep your head down, do your job, and you can work here for the rest of your life. And for a while, that was a depressing thought to me, but I've now come to a realization with that. Like, I work for a good company. I do a good job. I'm doing half of what I want to do um, now wholly with this new re responsibility, I'm, or at least it fills in the void that I feel from not doing all of what I want to do. And I'm a crucial part that if I so decide, I think I could work there for 20 years and I would be you know, allowed to. So I'm not worried about that pressure of all of it being hinged on this place. It does make me uncomfortable because I'm a junkie, because I like to burn things when it's going well, <laughs> and because I like to react. But like really in the assessment of the situation with the new... Um, with the new uh, responsibilities given to me, 
and the you know the 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 compensation for that responsibility i'm like okay cool i'm good like i'm good i look at this situation and i go i've got multiple avenues of responsibility from me owed to the company and i'm good at doing all of those things i think i'm good i think we're good like that's why i had the realization like okay let's settle down let's buy a house i think because this time last year i didn't think even though my the owner likes me and i'm good at what i do i didn't think that this was a viable 10 20 year job and a lot of that has to do with the fact that my the nature of my work isn't you know long term um but like i do believe now like even if they figure out you know artificial intelligence social media uh posting and it's cheaper than having me around i I, i'll still have a job because i offer many other solutions and responsibilities and stability to the situations at hand that i'm a valued employee i feel not just you know like i feel that way you know because that's the most important thing for me like my boss can tell me that but it ain't really gonna mean anything until i feel that way and i do feel that way i'm 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 in a situation that i'm proud of i'm happy of and i can do for a long time so it takes away all that worry i still have it but like that doesn't that shouldn't put any pressure on you i brought up that like hey the the you know the the ron in me goes cool (laughs) like cool okay but what if i get in a car accident tomorrow what if i you know and that's the responsibility of you know the 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 way i think of like you know we're uh we're responsible to each other and it's irresponsible for me to go you know, to just disregard that. Like, what the fuck if? What if I get COVID and a lung collapses and I can't work and I'm on disability and I'm getting money, but, you know, like I don't have health insurance and we can't afford health insurance. And then we get buried in medical debt. Like my brain starts going that way and it's still a complete possibility. And that's why I say, like, I don't care about your monetary contribution in some, you know, like some, the math term, some as a whole, I don't give a fuck if it's $20 or $2 million. I don't care. Like that wouldn't change my value system for you. Like you come home with $2 million tomorrow or, or a $2 million a year job. And it wouldn't make me look at you any more or less really wouldn't because I don't value you that way. I don't value our relationship that way. But it, the, on the other side is I go, it wouldn't hurt for you to have or us as a family to have other options say if work decided you know they they offer pretty good health insurance and even the pretty good health insurance sucks as you've experienced having health health issues and it wouldn't be bad like say if they had to cut costs because another shutdown happens and the company and the government doesn't give out that loan again and they got to cut health insurance they're not going to cut it all the way but they're going to cut it to a cheaper one and now we got shitty health insurance and uh you know i have i already have a slew of preconditions pre-existing conditions so do you that's going to make you know that's going to be a problem so that's why i said to you like hey 
why don't you, you know, like if you feel less than, and I know you do, and if you're not happy with what you're doing, you know, tr think about something that, that at least offers that. And that, that, again, that wouldn't change my value of you, but that would ease that stress that I have. And it's not a big stress, but it is a, a reasonable stress that two people should have in a, in a, in a relationship of like, you know, you should always have backup plans for everything, um, uh, in, 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 you know, this sense. Uh, and that would ease that. Like if you were working somewhere and say, if you were making less and you were working less hours, but if we needed to, we could turn that on. That would, that would ease the stress. Maybe that would give you, uh, that would take away from your feeling less than, because that's a, a more valuable contribution to me than money is. Again, I don't, you know, value you that way, but that would be like, you know, like if the, if you came to me and said like, oh, I, here, I have two job offers. One of them is less money and less hours, but it has the option of health insurance, or here's a $200,000 a year job, but it's just money, no benefits. I would fucking be like, well, I, I think this, Avenue is like much better, like because yes, two hundred thousand dollars a year is is stellar, and it would change our lives forever. But it may not last forever, and we need that fucking health insurance because that's how the system is designed. We have to have health insurance, especially although we're I would consider us being at post pandemic stage. Um, it's still not over. No, it's and not. we're gonna experience another surge. Uh, that's why I think we should enjoy this summer to the fullest extent, save money, and be prepared for the next shutdown. I don't think it's going to get to a shutdown level because I don't think this nation will do it again. <laughs> like, I truly don't. It could get worse, and I don't think they're going to shut down again. But um, it, I think we're going to get into, you know, kind of DEFCON 1 or whatever. I always forget DEFCON 1 or 3, which one's worse. I think it's 3 is the worst one. Um, but... Yeah, it is three. No, I'm not sure. It was. It's. It's flipped the way that I normally think it is. That's all I know. That def, the the DefCon system, um, like you, I think it is. Uh, DefCon three is lower threat level than DefCon one. Cool tangent. Um, but yeah. <laughs> like again, all of this is me knowing that. Your value, like taking to example, like the way I value you as a human being, as my partner, as as the woman that I love and the, the woman that I want to build a future with. I don't value you based off of your monetary input, the job that you do. I value you by your emotional sobriety. And what is your emotional sobriety? Just your mental fucking health. I call it emotional sobriety because you're still, you know, you're growing along that. And 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 emotional sobriety to me is a, a journey. Mental health is more of like a state. Um, and I don't, I don't think, you know, it should be looked at that way. It's, it's a journey. Um, and it's, it has its ups and downs. But that is how I value you. Because when you aren't good, like when you weren't good, I still love you and I don't love you any, any less. But... It, and it doesn't, 
maybe value isn't the right word, but it doesn't make me love you in any less way. But it hurts to see you like that because yeah, I love you. Of course you. it hurts. Like So all same. I want you to do is to be emotionally sober. And that's why I don't like the term mental health because that comes with pre-connotations. Emotional sobriety to me um, is just being okay today. You know, like tomorrow we don't know about, yesterday we don't know about, but today. And you're doing a, a fantastic job and I'm very proud of you because I sort of bitch slapped you with the reality of like, hey, you kind of fell off there and you doubled down. And I'm I'm so glad that you did and you're doing a lot better and I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not worried about you anymore. But I do know that your value system just like Grant's value system, like the monetary, uh, what I get paid for in compensation for my input at work is a thousand percent tied to my pride. And that's because for a long time, I didn't think I was ever going to get back to the status that I am in now because I made very good money and I did that myself and I earned every fucking dime with my business and I lost all of it and that hurt my pride and it shouldn't it shouldn't still be that way. But hitting those benchmarks of now I'm more than uh you know when when before i destroyed my life i was at a certain number and because we're on a podcast i don't want to you know be gauche and talk about numbers but i was at a certain number and i never thought i'd see that again i truly didn't i didn't think one i didn't think that i'd ever be doing what i do again creatively i truly gave up that dream and i didn't think i was going to make that kind of money again because i spent my whole life chasing this path and now you know like i i just you know, what else, if I'm not doing this, I'm, you know, who am I? And again, that's like <laughs> terrible <laughs> um, way to look at myself, you know, because I'm not an editor. I, I, I'm a good editor, but I'm not a fucking editor, but you know, arguably maybe I am because that's how I think. That's what makes me good at what I do. But like, that's the unhealthy tiredness of, and I'm well aware that my, my, what I do every day to earn money is directly tied to my self-esteem. Is it tied to ego too? Fuck yeah. It, it is way too tightly tied into who I am as a person. But I don't think I can unattach that. I don't think it'll ever change because I am an editor. Like, if there's anything that I was ever born to do, if, if that's how the world works, it's, it's making content. I'm, I'm very good at it. And I don't think I could do anything else. And I tried. <laughs> um, and, and I just stumbled into what I'm good at. And I'm, and I'm very grateful for Ralph for that. But, and, but that's an unhealthy thing. And, and now, like, those two things have changed for me. I, you know... I started this job. I was moving cars. I'm, you know, and you've been through that journey of me. Like, you know, I, I, I then was doing what I'm doing. And then I got to pre destroying Grant's life, uh, uh, wage. And I was very proud of that because I didn't think that was ever going to happen. And now I've succumbed that, uh, even just a little bit more. And I'm very proud of that. And that definitely ties into my value of myself. So I get on the flip side how that can be tied in 
for you. And my point to you the other day was either change that because even though I'm just said all that and I'm all aware of it, I'm actively trying to disengage in that because my current problem, as I said a couple times, is what makes me stellar at what I do does not make me good at life. Like I, at work, I'm very good at what I do because I'm only goal focused and that's not how life works. I need to interact with human beings and I need to remember that everybody has feelings and in the work situation that doesn't, you know, I mean, it's a consideration, but it's more about the goal, the end result and life isn't that way. It's the journey that matters and those are getting crisscrossed and whipped way back and forth for me um, because of these successes. You know, I got, you know, I, Grant goes, fuck yeah, bro. Good job. You earned that shit. You did it. I'm proud of you, uh, which is a hard thing for me to say. But then I get, I get that. bleeds down into my life in other ways and how I treat people. Not even actively. It's just my, you know, my brain goes into work mode. And that's why I hard try to just, I'm done. I'm not in work. I'm not clocking in unless I decide that like, hey, I want to sit down and watch this YouTube video and learn how to do my job better or learn what changed. Um, I'm, I try and do that. And that's why I don't engage with a lot of the stuff about work unless there's something that needs to be carried over. Like I try and just fucking forget it when I leave there. Um, and so like I'm, that's what I'm trying to work on because I know it affects you and on the flip side of that you know what the goal was starting this job and that's changed and your value of kelly how kelly looks at herself in the mirror and says you did good today is directly tied to your monetary uh, compensation for time input the responsibilities uh, executed in while in a work fashion and the people that you work for all totally fine things but either you need to change that and maybe I shouldn't say you need to my suggestion is to look at that because last night we were laying in bed and that thing about money came up and they started talking about college and I immediately felt your energy change because college is a touchy subject for you. Um, because it, damn it. Um, because it makes you feel a type of way about yourself and it, maybe it's right or wrong. Like, you know, but like that, it, it just makes you feel a type of way. I get it. Um, and my, my, you know, the reason I brought it up to you is to look at that and go, is that valid? Should that be? And if not, what do I do? And that was why my suggestion was like, either what I, as I look at your situation, and I'm not trying to control you or influence you, but as your partner who respects you and loves you, the way I see it is, get a job that offers health insurance. You don't need to take it, but one that offers it. And that I think would ease your worries. It would ease our worries as that a family. Completely it would ease my worries level. because it's not even so much about 
the money. Yeah, of course I would love to make more money because God damn it, I'm worth it. Like I I don't say to you I kill it at work, but God, I fucking kill it at work every day. I do my job incredibly well. I know you do. I, I, but I don't get compensated for it. And and honestly, if there was health insurance there, maybe it would I would feel a little bit better because I feel like I'm not providing for my family, you as my partner, the way I need to and I should. And I know you're saying don't worry about that, but that's like my own no, no, personal no. thing. I want to be able to have that as well. What I'm saying is it's partly don't worry about it because, you know, you know, but the point is like, you know, either decide not to get emotionally invested and driving home frustrated about what happened in the day because you don't get health insurance. You don't get compensated well, but you went in there and you did a good job. Who gives a fuck about what any of them think as long as the job was done to the satisfaction to not threaten your longevity in there? And even if you tried to check out, I know you wouldn't be able to. So, like, my point is, like, either disengage from the bullshit or change in some way. Like, the... You know, again, because this is on a recording, I don't want to say that, you know, because all of my motivations in my work are true and honest and straightforward. When I say playing the game is today and yesterday, I had to engage in interpersonal stuff that I truly don't give a fuck about, nor do I want to, but need to because I want to be there a long time. So, you know, I got to play the game. I got to get emotionally invested because if I disengage from that, that it'll work itself out with me or without me, but it might not add to the... Again, and I should probably stop disclaimering it, but like it, you know, the way I, the working in an office is a fucking chess game. And especially when you're trying to stay somewhere for a long time or the longer you stay somewhere, it becomes more of a political chess game. And for like the same with the, the idea, with the thing that I was telling you today, like, ah, God damn it, now I got to in- interact with these customers. Whereas before I didn't have to because it didn't potentially threaten my long-term stuff. Grant staying task-focused only on his job isn't wrong in any way, but disregarding those other things may excise me from longevity. So that's why, you know, I've done and played the game and, and done the things for the betterment of myself and the company altogether to spread me out to be, you know, to have more roots so that that way I can work there 20 years Um, because that's what looks like will be the case, you know, and especially if we buy a house, like, fuck yeah, 
you know, I mean, I'm, I've already, I'm, I'm invested in, in my longevity there. You know, it's the junkie in me that goes like, ah, you know, you can, you could do more, you know, like you can go do something else. Like, but like, really, I, uh, everything's, you know, that's, that's just junkie Grant talking to me. Like when you, when I look at this situation, it's a good job. It's a good company. It's a good boss. It's good people. I'm getting to do most of what I want to do. I have to do the other stuff that I don't want to and the and things outside of my skill set, but I get to do what I want to do and it fulfills me and it's not um, harming society, which is always a incredibly important thing for me. You know, like working at Wendy's, there ain't nothing wrong with that at all. And I would never judge somebody who worked at Wendy's for 30 years. Fucking, you know, like I have no judgment on that. But for me, that feels like I'm decontributing from society and you know this doesn't feel that way that's something that, something that i've always struggled with um so i have to feel like i'm at least doing something positive and and it checks all those boxes so why the fuck wouldn't i settle down why the fuck wouldn't i you know lean all the way in because this is what i you know spent my whole life getting degrees and getting uh certifications and, and getting good at what i do so i could settle down somewhere um and in that like you don't circling back you go into work you do your job you do it well but you're not getting compensated as much i mean you're just not getting compensated properly and that's probably not going to change um so and you don't get health insurance but it's fulfilling the duties of being you know uh giving you the the money that needed to contribute to to the piece of the pie um uh, of this family but in my opinion you're getting too emotionally involved and i get that it's hard to disconnect because it's hard to not get annoyed at somebody but just like that guy today where like i had the firing rage inside of me and i went i made the decision i don't give a fuck i don't it doesn't matter and i'm gonna leave that there and my suggestion to you is trying to exercise that or flirting with the idea of that or change it or change your value system because you say that you don't want that GED because you felt you were proving it to the world and you don't need to prove that anything to the world you value yourself you say that and I believe you believe that but you you don't practice that and I don't give a fuck if you get your GED or not and when I say that I'm not saying it dismissively it doesn't it would never change if you got a PhD in something. I mean, I'd be really proud of you, but I, it wouldn't make me love you any more or less. It, it, it's about the happiness you have inside is what I want to see and what I want to experience with you. And you, you say that that GD doesn't mean anything, but then you hear that 
little snippet about college and you got upset for a second and you did and your emotional sobriety is working because I was like, ah, shit. You know, I thought to myself like, ah, fuck, I I should have just clicked off. And then I was like, yeah, but if I click off too soon and I'm playing these equations out and you, it didn't bother you, but I felt it for a second. So it does in some way affect you. And my reminder is either look at that value system and say, is it true or am I hoping that it's true or, you know, do something different? Because when we started this job and you went this path, the, the mutual agreement was I'm just going to, you know, clock in, clock out, leave it there. And I see you come home with your energy all twisted up as sideways. The dogs, I mean, they're the immediate tell for me when you've, when you're any type of way. Um, I mean, immediately she reacts to you when you're in a bad mood, she starts taking it out on herself. And that's happened a couple of times where she'll just like, I could see like, she looks at you and I could see her body language change. I hear your voice and I'm like, you know, and that's okay. You know, that's, I'm not saying for you to stop it or that I don't want you to, but I'm trying to, as your partner respecting you going, Hey, like, you know, you're too tied up in it. Just as I would hope you would say to me when the inevitable thing happens when I come home with too much pride and I start acting like a dipshit that you'd say like, Hey, maybe you had too good of a work, you know, today and you need to disconnect that. Oh, I have like a couple of months ago, I was like, you need to take it down a little bit. And, and not that I'm not like proud of you. I'm wildly proud of you, but I was proud of you when you were working the lot. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter to me. So, Oh, so okay. Now I see what you're saying. Exactly. Now I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because it never mattered to me like what you did or how much money you made. I just I love you and I want for your happiness. And in that, I mean, I think you see the the point that I'm rambling on to try and make. But like, you have your own journey, and I'm not trying to push you along it, but. I feel that you have lost sight of it, of the true, you know, meaning of this job. Like, and if that's changed, then update that information with yourself because you're getting upset because it's just supposed to be clocking in and clocking out. And if it's not, and it's never going to be, then update that fucking information in your own brain because that's going to change your perspective and how you process things and how you feel about things and it'll all be on the same page just as for a long time even though jesse you (laughs) You know (laughs) pushed me in ways that i you know it was for a long time in grant's head this was a stepping stone to the next part of my career i'm going to get the numbers that i need and the and, and the work to prove, you know, because everything in my career is based off the last thing you did. I hadn't done anything in years. They gave me the window. This is going to be the window of monetary compensation to bring my life forward and the chance to get the work that I need to move to my next step. And I've now, through, you know, sober realization gone, oh, no, this is this this is the step. Put your fucking roots down, bro. And then I did that and I'm like, oh my God, now my life only depends on this because before I had 
you know, seven clients. And if one was being a cunt and I threw them off, it didn't hurt as much. You know, I, I just, eh, I, I'm going to have to shift some things around and maybe it's going to be hard for a month, but I'll get another client and I'll move on. And, and I'll, and you know, the transient nature of, of managing different people. What you just said hits home with me because when we met, I had three jobs and the reason I've always had at least a job and a side job or many jobs is for that. Yeah, spread same, yourself out. That you never know what's going to happen. I get, I, you know, uh, yeah, that's why I did that. Now I'm going, you know what? And especially now, this new responsibility that I have, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah. I mean, you know, because when I started, I said either I'll stay here and and do what I do at multiple stores, or I'm out. And now, not only have I settled my roots in and 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 you know become a valued contributor in the system that that is work. I now also got that I'm, I'm, I'm seated into another store. I'm getting more responsibility. I'm getting the creative control and desires that I want. This fills all the fucking boxes that I've ever been looking for. Stop getting upset and stop trying to fight and stop getting, but then, you know, my brain goes, ah, the work and all that stuff. And I'm working fucking through that. And I'm adjusting my value system of me and going, no, you're, you're killing it. Like not only of me, but of work, you know, because I really did for a long time. And I've said it a thousand times. Like when things got hard, I'm just like, I'm, I'll just fucking go get a job somewhere else. I did that to Scott. I sat down and told him that. And that was incorrect of me. And it wasn't a lie that I will get a job somewhere else because I'm incredibly good at what I do. And I'm very specialized and I will find another job. But why would I do that to myself? Like just fucking, you know, lean into what you got and and either lean into what you have of your home what the like and again i'm not telling you to not complain i'm not telling you i'm just saying like think about that is it worth your not mine your time here with me even though we have it it is limited to get so upset about what happened at a job that doesn't give you health insurance, that doesn't give you pay, that doesn't give you respect, that you go and bust your ass every day and you feel uh, that you're not getting recognition? Is it worth giving that any thought? Because the same thing today, that guy, I don't. he could go and badmouth me to every person in that place and every person in that place would go, and and you know listen to it but they fucking know the ones who matter know i contribute so i don't give a fuck about that guy i don't give a shit i could do, i could go eh, and never do it and it would never affect the longevity and the chess game of politics that i've been playing so i'm not giving it an ounce of energy beyond talking about it in this situation and he's gonna say something tomorrow that's gonna you know upset me because i truly i think tomorrow i may be able to do it because i'm not gonna go to lexus in the morning and and i'm gonna still go in and i'm hoping that uh the doors are open um when i get there at 6 30 and that's a i'll have the block of time to accomplish this task to the standard that i have for myself and and but if i don't and it all goes sideways and it often does and I don't get to it, and it goes another week, that's two weeks now, I said, yep, I'll do that. I never 
gave a a, a a due diet a due date I mean even when I said yes I will do this but I don't know when I'll be done um, he may say something or in the morning I might pass him and he might say something and it's probably gonna invoke an emotional reaction and I'm gonna want to fucking react because fuck you buddy like you know I don't you don't even know that you're white and you're judging me the uh uh because I didn't fucking, you know, get this task done. Fuck you, you piece of shit, but it's not worth it. It doesn't fucking matter. So I'm I'm saying that more for myself and I'm going to say it on my drive tomorrow to work. I'm going to see him. I'm going to smile and no matter how I emotionally feel in that moment, I'm going to say I'm sorry. I've been busy. And but it is not forgotten. I will not forget it, and I will get it done. But I don't know when, and that's that. And if he says a fucking snidey comment to me, uh, that's that. That's it. I'm not gonna fucking give it any more space. Just like the mask, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't. I don't want to. And again, I'm saying this with. I know that you deal with it all day long, and I don't. So, like, I have that little bit of space and not having to worry about I mean, it. But for like, the last couple of weeks, because things are opening up more, maybe my tension coming home has been higher because we've literally had to have the cops at our store because people are that heated in arguments. Yeah. And that does fuck with your energy somewhat when people Completely can't understood. like and that's adults. The disclaimer of, of, of me giving that, total understanding, but, and, and don't hang on these words, but, like, if I could have it my way, you and I would never talk about a mask again, other than what you and I are gonna do. Like, I do not wanna go to ShopRite and walk around with you and get in the car like we used to and, and vent about how fucked up it is that people aren't doing it and all that stuff, because it doesn't matter anymore. You and I are good, we're doing what we need to do, and that's all that fucking matters. Like because I gave that so much time and so much, and I don't think it was wrong. It wasn't, but you used to get so upset that you have to lay down. At the time, it was threatening to humanity, and everybody's ass was on the line. And when everybody's ass was on the line, people were being selfish. And I didn't. You didn't. My family, my direct family, didn't fucking do that. We went through it, we towed the line, we did what we did, and we got vaccinated. And now that selfishness from society ain't going to change. And maybe it's wrong of me to be selfish, but I'm not. I'm going to be selfish now. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to continue to stay based in science. I'm going to continue every week, every Monday, reading what the new updates are, if there are any. But I'm not going to, like, I, I used to drive home and I'd see people and I'd be like, you know, and I start getting in that little thing or I'll be on Reddit and I'll start seeing, you know, things in Senate about this thing. And I think and I dedicate time or I'm like, you know, if these fucking politicians just were one, other people would too. And I get into all these things. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not because people are going to be selfish no matter what. And I did my part in the equation for society. And now the equation has changed. All of our asses and the fate of humanity, in my opinion, was on the line before a vaccine. Now there's a vaccine 
I got it. More than 50% of America, the society that I live in has it. I'm not fucking, I'm going to be selfish now because I fucking put my shit aside and I towed the line and now I'm going to be selfish. I'm not fucking thinking about it. I'm not fucking debating it. I'm not engaging. Like I see friends that I would talk to about that uh, uh, struggle because I needed to vent and stuff like that and they're still doing it and I respect that they are, but I'm not fucking doing it. It doesn't affect my life. I don't want to give a second of thought to it because it consumed a lot of thought and it didn't do anything. You know, like it, it, it helped me cope, but it didn't change anything and it ain't gonna change. And now the vaccine's out and, and people, we, we know how it works. We know, uh, uh, you know, how to survive in this. And if people are going to, with all this time, choose that way, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you wanna hang out? I'm not going to ask somebody, are they vaccinated? No, you are a well-informed adult at this point, or at least should be. I don't, sure, I'll hang out if I, you know, if I want to with that person. There's a whole lot of list of people that I'm not going to, but I I don't care. I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to uh, care anymore. I just don't. I don't give a fuck. And I just want to drive home. Again, that I understand that you deal with it, that all day, so it's different. You need to come home and you need to vent, but I'm like not. I'm not going to do that because I'm choosing to throw that bullshit away. It's a fucking drag on my mental health, solely and entirely that I'm creating. You know, because like in the equation, I'm focusing on it and giving it the energy and it's taking a toll on me and nobody else is. It doesn't change the equation. It doesn't change the result. So why the fuck am I engaging in this? And that's my point to you of like, maybe what, maybe nothing changes after this discussion or in the next five months, but I'm just trying to get you to look at there's, three options that I see. Either you change your value system for yourself and your ability to look at yourself in the mirror and be proud, um, wrapped around your monetary compensation for the time that you invest in your work. You disengage and decide not to fuck, to not engage with the bullshit and completely and entirely do your best to be in the moment with me and in the time that our family has or go somewhere else and try and get, you know, and I, and I, I know that you're doing that and you're trying, but like, you know, or chase that harder. And keep, while you're doing that, know that that's temporary so that hopefully you don't get so emotionally upset and you don't, value yourself based off of that you value yourself off of the fact that you're doing the work and you're chasing that a different path because what you're doing right now i know you're upset and i know you don't feel good about yourself i feel fine today sure 
Because you had a good day at work. I don't always have a good day at work, and I don't always, like, express that to you. And we also talked all day. I would say. Well, yeah, you, it, we talked a little bit, and then you talked at me for quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, but when we talk more throughout the day, I notice that you feel better. Maybe it's just a one-off, but, you know, the other day, I could feel you felt inadequate and and maybe it's wrong of me to want to fix that and and i don't think that i want to fix that i'm just more so trying to push you to think about it no and i appreciate that and i appreciate that you did it in a constructive loving way and I appreciate that you actually changed your behavior of what you used to do in, in, in the past. Like, I really, like, I deeply appreciate it. It was a well-thought-out, loving, just these are the options, laid-out plan and so text. Wh- why did you... You didn't get upset in the moment, but you definitely got upset in the in passage of time after that. Not a lot, but the whole reason we're talking about this is because of the, you know, my behaviors and yours, and your behavior is to passively aggressively poke out that anger over time, whereas I will explode and then apologize and then adjust you know so like we're both trying to change but like you poked me three times with what you do when you're upset with me is use my words slightly differently back at me because sometimes i'm trying to get in i'm trying to get you to see Oh, I'm well aware, but I ain't engaged in that passive-aggressive moment because that, I know, is a trap. And and that's wrong of me, but it's, you know, some of the things in the past when we've we've spoken, it's just, it's really been, it's hurt deeply. So then, what do I do? Because to me, like, we could have... A knockdown, drag them out, and you could say every th- possible thing to me that you know would hurt me to the core of my being. Um, but then, if you, after that, followed up with the love and care and respect and you know the relationship that we have, although that hurt would you know, be there for a minute because like, if you told me I'm never worthy of being a father to river, that would certainly, it would be like one of the most cutting things to, to my being. But I would know that, you know, I would know by your actions that, oh, well, you know, that was an anger and yeah, that hurt. And that's going to hurt for a little bit, but like, you know, your, your actions mean more to me. And you may, you know, you're your own person, so that could be different. But what what can I do of the amends to you for that prior hurt um, to, to 
to help ease that lingering pain because I don't understand it and I don't have to understand it, but you know, what I'm supposed to do for the damage that I've done, no matter what it is, apologize and change my behavior. And sometimes that is a repetitive thing and it takes time to uh, build new behaviors. But like I've apologized and I've changed my behavior over time. And you just said like I've, I've gotten better and you've gotten better in our relationship, but there's still things you're carrying. So that tells me either you're carrying it and that's emotional healing that you need to do within yourself or I need to do something else. And, uh, you know, like I, I, I owe further amends. Um, and, you know, I don't know what that is because just as I said about like talking about, you know, um, people during the pandemic, like everybody made bad decisions and I ain't going to fucking forget a single one of them. The only friend that came out on top was Cam because he was above board the entire time. Because he's a rock solid dude. <laughs> like he's the only one that like I look to look back and go salad bro like he did it right he did it all the way you know and like burger you know but unfortunately we're not you know in the same state as him but like he's the only one that like i would think that but there's a bunch of people that i look at and i go "Ooh," you know and i ain't gonna forget that you know because covid ain't over and if it swings back around then i'm gonna go i'm gonna put them back on that list but i'm not gonna hold that against them because there's things that I, that both of us did that i did under duress during the pandemic that you know fuck nobody could have handled that right i mean nobody in the world handled that situation right and i can't hold that against them because what was taken from me was hope for humanity and in that, then I had to go, well, then what's the point? And the point is being human, forgiving, being, compa being compassionate, giving people space to grow and, and, and make their amends, even if they're not you know, actively doing it, to allow them to, to have a path of retribution um, and understanding. And so I'm trying my best to do that with people. You know, I, I, I'm trying my best to do that with my parents, non-pandemic wise, politically wise. You know, there's things that upset me still and I'm trying to give that to them. Um, and I'm not gonna carry that because that's the shitty behavior that drove me nuts during it, you know, in a, in a very selfish way. It's, it's, it's not the same behavior, but it's the same. It comes from the same place of a shitty human being. So I'm going like, okay, I'm not going to fucking do that in a constructive way. And you're carrying a lot of past situations. You say it like, oh, well, you, you know, you've, I think more so jokingly have said like, well, you always bring up old stuff, but you do that a lot and you carry it a lot and I feel it and, and I understand that, but like what, what's my path to redemption? 
so that we don't have to have this talk next time that you know that uh the thing i said to you because you said it today in text derisively well you probably don't even remember saying it how do i redeem that what what can i do to prove to you that i love you that i care about you that um what i say um good or bad really doesn't have any inf inf doesn't inform it's the actions that i do like w what can i do just recognizing it is half of the battle You've totally given up on the mic, but um, seriously, recognizing it because it's like we're not going to get into it. Maybe we'll get into it like on the next podcast when when we delve into it more. But the beginning of this year, like fucking really. And although some of the things you said were true verbally, like really diminished me a little bit. And part of it is my own fault because god damn if i didn't put you like when we met talk about expectations on the highest pedestal probably higher than i have put anybody in my life you say recognizing it what what recognizing the behavior of although like i know you love me and your actions when actions don't match the words sometimes it's confusing for another human being sure but other than and, and i agree maybe it's a topic for another time because this is going on long enough as yeah. it is and i still have to get up i don't have to get up at 6 a.m but i still have to get up early um and maybe it's and maybe I'm talking out of hope here, um, but like, I don't hold what you say in anger to me ever. Does it ever inform how I view you or, you know, later? Like when you say sorry, hey, I shouldn't have done that, I'm sorry. Um, unless it's repeated behavior, and I don't hold it against you. I just, you know, maybe not in the most constructive way. I'd be like, hey, that's like the third time you've fucking done that. Like, what's going on there? Um, I don't hold that. Because, you know, I also think it comes down to like the whole um, sort of emotional in intimacy uh, issue that you know, I don't know, you know, we lay down together at the end of the night and sometimes we may be frustrated at each other, but we're still working towards a common goal. And I know you still love me and, and you could say whatever the fuck nasty thing to me repeatedly over time. And I, and if you said sorry and you, m you know, made in the living, living amends, which you do regularly, I don't hold that thing you said to me six months ago in my heart all the time and i know that there's things that i've said to you that you hold in your heart on a consistent basis when things get tough 
even if I don't say them and I'm not even thinking about them, I could see it. I'm like that. Yeah, and that's something that comment I'm, I said three months ago. I know she's living that in I'm that working state. On. Okay, that's a fair enough answer. And that is something that I'm absolutely working on because that is what you call a resentment. I would humbly suggest to you to grab my big book off the shelf. <laughs> Fuck and, you. No, no, no. I, I, I like. I know. I'm not joking when I say, because it's something that I just went over recently because I had a resentment I was carrying that was unhealthy. But I humbly suggest of grabbing that and looking in the resentment chapter and minus the God part of it, because a lot of the AA recovery uh, amends to, uh, or uh, releasing a resentment um, is, is prayer-based. But if you just ignore that part, it helped me with a couple of resentments recently. And basically like the, the, the bird's eye view of it is like, you know, like that guy at work, if it carried through longer than it should, or the person in the fellowship that's causing issues that has caused issues. And I am fucking done with this was one of the, carrying on resentments that I had to look at and I'm glad that I read about that is it may be true and it may be the way that it is but still that's a person that I have that I need to find compassion for as a namely as a recovering person like that's like you know I have to you know, and you don't have to because you're not in that recovery thing. But like, there's a lot of people that I have to fucking give. I have to because I did that shit and people gave it to me and I got to fucking do it for them no matter how much I hate them. But like the idea of going, of looking at it and going, that's a person and they're doing that out of pain and it may not be right, but what's that possible pain? The same idea of like, I know you know, of suggesting with your boss, like looking at them and going, what might that, you know, like based off of the information I have of this person, what might that trauma reaction be? Why may they be reacting that way? And it could, they could be completely in the wrong, but what in their life you're looking, you know, it's the idea of taking yourself out of my views and looking at them and going, yeah, they're wrong, but like, why are they reacting that way? And then when you find the answer to that, it's like, uh, it gives you a little bit of like, you know, like this person in the fellowship. Although, like, I want to boot them and I'm done with it. I'm fucking done with it. But I can also look at it and I let my resentment go and and I don't hate them and nor would I... um or at least I try not to, uh, you know, carry this or, or predispose put like, I'm going to have to do this with what's her name at work of, you know, next week, I'm going to have to sit down and go like, well, why did they act that way? Well, because before the owner that's there now, they had somebody who perpetuated negative behavior and now that's changing and although that's like you know it's not right how this person is reacting i can recognize that they've had you know that department's had five different uh 
managers over the years and they didn't have anybody to go to to hear them so they feel helpless in the situation now so then getting defensive when somebody is truly trying to help and like all that stuff and i'll have to let that go and recognize that you know they have their path and I don't agree with it and I don't like it, but I should not hold that against them because I would not want that held against me because I base, I react out of trauma, out of you know past experiences when I definitely shouldn't. And I shouldn't say th- certain things that I say to people, but I want the other side of that equation to forgive me and, and not forget, but forgive and give me the room to grow inside of that. So I'm gonna try and do that for them, you know, taking it off yourself. And it, it, it's very well, very well laid out. I'm in the rambling mode cause I'm tired, but, and we'll shut it down. But like that, I suggest looking at that and it's a good behavior for river to look at as well. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it. <laughs> the good thing is, is truly nobody would listen to this other than river maybe <laughs> even if they did there's nothing on here that's really bad no there's nothing bad never sitting down and trying to figure each other out better well you had the reaction in the beginning and and maybe i could have done it in a healthier way but like that's even if there is something bad on here there's nothing to be ashamed of it's not even shame i have this level within me of privacy that i like and I always have. Sure. But, and I don't want it to turn into a thing, but like, if it's, if you think of my daughter and go, this might help her. It, and I want it to be there as a. No, I definitely want River to hear it, but I, oh, I see so what you're why saying. So why wouldn't I want anyone else to anyone hear it else? that it could yeah. be helpful to? Because if it could help her, it could help anyone. And anybody that made it this far is at least relating. And I do know people listen. I don't know where they're coming from, but I do know they listen. I do know there are repeat listeners to specific episodes. I don't know who the fuck you are, and please reach out because I'd love to just hear uh, who it is. I don't, but there's about there. Uh, I forget the statistics because I haven't looked in a while, but there are people that listen to specific episodes and regular, uh, you know, repeat listening. What's so, the most listened to episode? I haven't checked in a long time, but I believe the the uh, last one was, um, uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. It, it was an intro. Uh, after we stop recording all. And we get into bed, I'll tell you, because I, I honestly haven't looked at the numbers in an incredibly long time. And I also don't know when um, the subscription renews and I should prepare for that. It's attached to the credit card and there's, you know, I'm not worried about the money, but I don't know when it even refreshes. Um, but yeah. So that's that for this time. Um, the producer in me wants to say when the next episode and but I, I have several in the can. I have no idea when this is going to release. But as always, River, I, I definitely need to sit down and talk to you and um, face 
a conversation that I don't want to have and thoughts and emotions that I don't that I've been avoiding for too long and and I'm saying that because I need to um, and maybe when I'm editing this it'll push me to so that's it have a good night or day or future <laughs> love you honey